Welcome to On the Journey with Carissa and Friends, part of my journey of faith ministries. I'm Carissa Hardage, and I'm excited to have you join me each week as I chat with friends about the ups and downs of their journeys of faith. You'll become familiar with voices such as Shelley Chandler, Sarah Here, Rebecca Bean, and more. And you will also hear from stories of women who have experienced victories and struggles, but continue to trust God on their journeys. Hebrews 3.13 tells us to encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today. In other words, we were never meant to do life alone. So join us each week for a little bit of encouragement and for strategies to help each other navigate as we continue on the journey together. Hey guys, it's Carissa here, and I'm so grateful that you're back again this week for On the Journey with Carissa and Friends. And I have a returning guest today, and um, it's my sweet friend, Stephanie Cole, who has been on the podcast for two episodes previously and shared her journey with us, Um, just some of the ups and downs, and Stephanie and I talk Enneagram all the time. Hi, Steph. Hey, hey. Hey. And um, so Stephanie and I had talked about, you know, one of the things I love about On the Journey with Carissa and Friends is that you get to hear from my friends. And some of my friends and I have consistently um, uplifting, encouraging, thought-provoking, challenging, all the ings in our conversations. And Stephanie is one of those friends that very rarely do we talk about things that don't have some sort of substance. Would you agree? Yes, for sure. I love that. Me too. It's my favorite, which is why I asked you to come back and periodically have conversations with me about things that I think are relevant and that are sometimes challenging, sometimes hard, sometimes not, but always um, uh, relatable to other people. And today is one of those conversations. And the reason why I thought it would be a good topic is because we are... You know, our, our calendar year as um, Americans or whatever, I don't know if this is just an American thing, but it usually revolves around school for anybody who is a student, has kids, like a huge chunk of people in um, America revolve around a school calendar. And so that means that we experience pretty significant change I don't know, at least four times a year, three times a year where we start school, go through school, stop school, experience summer, start school again. So there's that's change, right? That's significant change. And um, and so there's a lot of people who are going through some change right now. There are people who are sending their kids to college, which is huge change. People who are sending their children back to school. Like my kids, um, one of my children started middle school. So this is a second year of significant change for me because last year Ella started middle school. Um, and that's a pretty solid year. And some kids are going to kindergarten. Parents are sending their babies to kindergarten. Um some, maybe you are one of those people. Maybe you're doing something that re- is a big change in your life. And I don't know of very many people who can speak to change as well as you can. Stephanie Cole, do you agree? <laughs> I'm not, I don't know. I, you know. I have those days where I feel equipped to talk about stuff and then other days, you know. I feel like your life, is, true, so. your life is constant change. 
right now, at least for the past. Let's see. How long has it been since you had um, Layton? So since then, oh my gosh. So for sure the last probably five years, like change has been the only constant thing in your life is that things are changing constantly. <laughs> yes, yes. I would probably say since my mom passed away. Yeah. Like that, then we started doing foster care. Yeah. Then we went through, you know, pregnancy loss, then get pregnant again, then adoption, waiting on that, never knowing it was ever changing. Yeah. You know, just all the things and then now picked up and moved to another state. Yeah. All well, that's, things. yeah. I mean, it's just nonstop. It's just change. Change is just a very weirdly normal part of your life. So yeah. what, so let's just talk about the most recent one. Um, because I think that this one is, you know, the thing that you're kind of experiencing right now. And um, you just kind of had a marker for it this past weekend, but what, tell, let's tell everybody what you just, the journey you just went on that was a pretty big life overhaul as far as change goes. Well, my husband about, I guess about, I don't know, almost a year ago, nine months ago, decided to make a change career-wise. He's worked in corporate America for, in medical sales for 10 plus years, and he decided he wanted to go into business for himself, make something for our family, kind of essentially just pick up, start over, a whole new life. Um, so we decided to move to Franklin, Tennessee, which is right outside of Nashville, move our three kids, which one was going to be going into seventh grade this mm. year, which is a tough yep. age, which is probably our one of our biggest hindrances um, in the, you know, just going back and forth on the decision. Yeah. And, you know, also, you know, we have a one that just turned five yesterday and then a little boy that'll be four in November. So we picked up, left the town, not the town we were, you know, raised in, but 30 mile radius of where we've lived our whole lives. All yeah. Lives, family, anything we've ever known, church, I mean, anything. We picked up, loaded up our stuff and left, like real, like not, you know, real quickly. So it was now fast. we're in a new place. Yes, yeah. Now we're in a new place, which, um. Which was a good move. It wasn't a bad move. It was right. We prayed about, prayed about for a while for God to open doors, and He did. And I mean, there's been, you know, of course, lots of change, lots of hard things. Yeah. Some days I want to scream, pull my hair out. Yeah. But even in those days, I, I know this is exactly where God planted us. Right. Us. So. So you just you get my head back to that. Right. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And we're going to talk about that because I think sometimes people well. I, I want people to understand that change, even when it's voluntary, change can be voluntary or involuntary, yes. right? And either way, it's hard. Like, it's just hard. That's just the way it is. We're, we were just talking before we started the podcast, and, and things are just hard sometimes. <laughs> like, it, it's just the truth. It's not. It just is. It just is. And so... So you lived in, I know you from Jonesboro, but you lived in the area most yes, of your of your yes. life. Yes, I grew up in a small town in between Memphis and Jonesboro, uh, Mark Tree, Lepanto area. I've lived there my whole life. I mean, it's 30 miles from Jonesboro, but I grew up going to Jonesboro. You know what I mean? Like, yes, that's where we went. yes. In high school to shop, that's where we went to the movies. I mean, that's where we did everything. Yeah. So, and then I went to college there, met my husband there, and 
Never left, so it's pretty, yes, I'm coming from where I came from. Right, yes, yes, your your comfort zone, yes. right? Everything comfortable. Comfortable, comfortable, comfortable. And what, yes. so what is comfort, so what did comfort mean to you then? I, did you, cry, like for me, I have moved so many times, I mean, so many times in my life that every few years I start to kind of get antsy. And so comfort looks different for me than necessarily like a place to stay. Comfort tends for me to be more like people and um, having familiar people around me. That's why I think it was so hard for me when I moved. Um, Once I had grown into an adult and had kind of found my people and then had to move away from them, which was the the biggest move for me, that was the hardest move, was definitely from Jonesboro back home to... It was crazy because I was moving back home and it was crazy hard. But it's because I was leaving people that were my comfort place. They were comfortable for me. So places aren't comfort for me as much as people are. What did you, what would you say was comfort for you when you were there? Um, I would say just, um, people for sure. I would say that for sure, but also just routine. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, I definitely think that was something for me. Um, also, I'm very extroverted, and everybody knew me. Everybody yeah. was, you know, I mean, and, and not that it was, I don't know, because I feel like even though that were those were my comforts, um, I feel like them, I, like I said, I've gotten older, just like you said, and I found my people, and I don't think moving here, like, it wasn't that hard for me to move here because I feel like I'm, so much older now and mm-hmm. I know my people and no matter where I live they're going to be my people yeah. so I didn't feel like I was walking right away like in 7th grade away from all my friends yeah. and right over now it wasn't like that to me I think the hardest thing to, to do was to walk away from just the familiarity of everything mm-hmm. there like yeah. I knew exactly what my routine looked like I knew where my kids were going to school I knew I mean, I knew everything. Like, it just, I think that was the hardest thing for me to walk yeah. away and walk into not knowing what my day was going to look like from day to day, not knowing what my husband's schedule was going to look like. Yeah. I mean, just lots of different things. Like I said, it wasn't the home. It yeah. wasn't, I don't even know that it was necessarily the people. Not that it wasn't sad to leave people. Sure. That's not what I'm saying. I just knew the people that I was leaving behind, I wasn't leaving them. They were going you with know? you. <laughs> they were going with you. <laughs> and every one of them has came to see me since I moved. Yay! And so. But know, there is something to be said about familiarity. I yes, mean. And I do think that that's yes. probably one of my hardest things now. It's just the familiarity of everything. Like, yeah. even like I said, a routine. Yeah. Just knowing when my husband was going to be leaving, when he was coming home from work, what it was going to look like. I think it was more of a, like you said, expectation. I yeah. The expectation was where I was. I did not know what to expect here. So what so did what what expectations did you have? What I know you didn't know kind of what to expect as far as your daily routine goes, but on the bigger scale, did you come into this change with expectations of what it was going to look like, and and did they happen? That's what I was going to say. I think I did. I think I came into it with some expectations that did happen. Yeah. And then some expectations I didn't even have that I found out that they were better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, like as far as like, okay, we have a seven, a daughter that's 12, picked her up from end of sixth grade, her last day of school, and we rolled out. Like, that yeah. was how we moved here. 
And even though she was involved in every aspect of, you know, talking through moving and all that stuff, you talk about voluntary and involuntary. It was yeah. voluntary yeah. for me and my husband to pick up and take yeah. our children because we're adults and we get to make those decisions. It was involuntary for her. Sure. Not that she didn't want to, but this is not something she had to get to technically cheap. Right. We talked through things, but I think that there were a lot of expectations on me that um, there were all these things I needed to do to make sure that things would be okay for her. Yeah. I expected it to be um, really hard. Yeah. When she started school, I expected her to, um, I think there were a lot of unhealthy expectations. Like, I feel like Satan tried to put things in my head, Mm. you know, um, you know, she's going to, you're moving her at this crucial age where they really find out who they are. She's yes, ma'am. bend and change into who people think they want her to be because she's lonely and she doesn't have any friends. It's going to be bad. It's going to yeah, ruin I'm her life. I'm not going to lie. And I think I put that pressure on myself um, and I put those expectations on myself of you have to fix that now. Fix right. it now so that she didn't have to experience that later. You know, mm. things like that. And to be honest with you, when we got here... Everything was so much different than I ever expected mm-hmm. that I didn't even have time to fix all that for her before seventh grade started. Wow. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all the things that I planned to do to make those expectations not happen, I didn't even have time to take care of. Well, where I mean? did so where did God show up in that gap? Because that's a gap that you didn't want, but you didn't have time to fix, right? I'm not lying to you. I wanted to be that mom yeah. that controlled it all. Made sure. For her this summer, found yep. people that she could start school with. We sent her to church camp. Girls went to church camp. Church camp had a blast. Did not meet one person that she would start seventh grade with. And it was a big church. I'm like, really? <laughs> not one person. <laughs> really, that's just one person that she could walk in those doors to. Um, and... Um, Anyway, I just wanted to prepare all these things for her. I wanted to make friends for her. I wanted her to not feel alone. And, but she's super extroverted. And, girl, God is just, like, he has just exceeded, you know, abundantly beyond all I could have ever asked for or imagined. Aww. She has started school last week. And the first day she came home, she literally said, I'm so glad that I'm at the school. <gasps> I love it. It's amazing. Okay, and we she, haven't even talked about this I know, yet. I know. <laughs> she rode the bus for the first time. Oh. Never ridden a bus before, so that was new. Um, and that was a whole new anxiety on Mama. Right, you know? I can't and even. Things happen on the bus. Yes, I can't even imagine. <laughs> can't even imagine. And so, um, but girl, I know the line. He he placed two or three girls in our neighborhood down the street that we didn't even meet until the first day of school. She walked wow. past met these little girls, um, went to school, met so many girls. She was at home later that night FaceTiming with a friend for an hour that she had made. She told me that weekend, I cannot wait, wait to go back to school Monday. Went to school Monday, came home, and was like, Mama made more friends. And That's she was so like, awesome. And it's so funny, Mom. They're, like, in all different groups. Like, I, you know, I have friends, like, they're all different. Like, some are athletic, some are cheerleaders, some are... You know, in the band, some were in choirs. She's like, and I mean, I'm just, I like to hang out with everybody. I mean, that's so amazing. That's what I said. I mean, things have just been, I mean, now it's only been, you know, nine days, but I really feel like um, this year is going to be great. 
And I really feel like this is exactly, like I said, this is exactly where God wanted us to be. But not only us, it's exactly where God wanted her to be. That's what I was going to say. I think mm-hmm. for me, because, you know, we just moved schools too. Yeah. We, we went through such a similar back-to-back process. And yes. the thing that scared me the most about the change, I think when we're parents, is how it's going to affect our kids. I think that's yes, so normal. Sure. Even more than how it's going to affect us, we worry about how it's going to affect our kids. And I'll tell you, one thing God showed me when I moved our kids' schools was that he loves them and watches out for them and has a plan for them way beyond any of my little schemes. You know, like the church, like, oh, if I just put her here, then she'll meet people. Yeah, and and he, he is so, he has, sometimes it's hard for us, for me, to disconnect from the control over my kids and and to disconnect and let them have an individual experience with God. Sometimes it's really hard for me to do that. But when I can, when I can take, and I'm in the process of of doing something right now where I'm kind of stepping away and letting some other godly, um, godly women speak into my daughter's life. And that's hard. Even just stepping away and letting other people kind of have a voice in raising them has been hard for me. But watching her have an individual journey has been incredible because I've been able to see God show up for her in ways that I didn't even know to pray for that. I didn't even know. I mean, at the bus stop, when you're terrified to let her go to the bus stop, that's where she meets a friend. Yes. You know? We've known, and my husband and I have, you know, there are all of our doubts and fears and anxieties over all of this moving and deciding to pick up and move. Because it's always been something that's been on our heart, you know, that to leave Jonesboro and do something different. And it just took us, we've probably been talking about it for five years. Um, And through all that anxiety, fear, all the scariness or whatever, I think that, um, you know, we just wanted everything to be in a specific place yep. exactly like it was because we, we wanted to be comfortable we want yeah and I think that there's things that I even tried to put into place over the summer that God allowed to fail because he had so much mm. better even for myself yeah. My yeah. Husband, I, you know what I mean yes like just, and with my husband's business like we like in which that's not even yet but I mean it's just he has showed us that this is exactly where we were supposed to be. Yeah. Exactly. And I can't even doubt it. Does that mean? Like, yeah. Almost so much that there's no doubt in my, like, I can't even doubt. If I try to doubt, or if my husband tries to doubt, I literally look at him and I'm like, babe, you know this is where exactly where we're supposed to be. Yeah. If and something fails, it's because it was supposed, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, it's it's able even in the uncertainty when he gives you little glimpses of his faithfulness and his ability to intervene and to engage. Then it, when he gives you glimpses that this is his plan, it makes it easier when the hard things come and they do come. I mean, we were just talking about the fact that you've had your fair share of struggles through this journey. What has surprised you? about the things that were hard versus the things that you thought were going to be hard, but maybe weren't like, what about this has, what about what hard things have kind of taken you off guard that you weren't expecting? Um, I think that I, you know how you can try to plan for things, you know, like in your head, you're like, okay, like my husband, I know this sounds crazy, but if if any wives are listening or mothers or whatever, they're going to understand. Like you have, like, we went from my husband being a territory manager over Arkansas and traveling mm-hmm. um, 
that was his schedule. We had come to know that for 10 plus years, but he only traveled not very often. When he was gone, it was like a one night trip. He was home with me and the kids most of the time. I mean, yeah. I used to having my husband, we worked out every day together at noon. We did all of these things together. And then now, you know, starting a new business, which I do work with him, but he goes into work every morning. And sometimes it's eight or nine o'clock at night before he comes home because yeah. it's a new business. He's yeah. trying to, you know, he's trying to establish a new business. He's trying to, you know, make yeah. his numbers, you know, and he's got all this pressure on him yes. to make sure he's moved us across to another state. He, he's not, he does not want to fail us, you know? Yeah. And so I think that one of the hardest things has been getting used to a new routine. Yeah. Like, um, you know, learning my husband trying to navigate marriage in a different routine. If yes. that makes sense. Yes. Um, I will say that's probably not my marriage hasn't been the hardest, but navigating a new routine has probably been the hardest part of moving. Yeah, um, you have to change your language. Yes. You have to change the way you relate and communicate yes. and exactly. all the things. Communication is key. Yeah. And I will say that, you know, my husband and I have you know, there's been times where we haven't been the best communicators, but moving here, we were in a really good space. Of yeah. Part, I mean, a really good place of communication. And so we have continued that. I think if we did not have that, it would be real bad. Yeah. But we are both able to communicate when, hey, I'm needing a little time. You yeah. know, alone, I'm needing a little time. I need you to come home early tonight. Or he may say, hey, I need you at the office so that I can handle this. You know, there's there's a lot of, you know, a lot of change. A lot of change. Yeah. And, navigating that and also having grace for my husband because when I'm stuck here with babies all day, mm-hmm. you know, mama gets real <laughs> tired. Has know, it surprised you how much that has affected you? The, the, um, the pressure of doing it on your own versus the, because I think sometimes we can take, I know for me, I take for granted the fact that my husband's getting home at six o'clock every day. And so starting at six o'clock, I'm going to have some help. And there are a lot of people that don't have that. Has it surprised you the way that it's impacted you that that has not been there? Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't, that's what I'm saying. I really think that that's been the hardest thing. Yeah. Um, it's us getting into it. I think it's been the hardest on the kids Yeah. and on myself. I don't think it's just been me. I think it's been the hardest on the kids. You know, there's been days where they, you know, see their daddy when they wake up for about 10 minutes, he leaves for the office and then, you know, they may be asleep when he gets home. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. there's been those days. Um, and they're, you know, they're not every day, but they're just part of this season that we're in. Yeah. Um, he hates it as much as we do. Sure. I mean, there's, you know, there's deadlines to be met. There's, you know, there's calls to be made. There's clients to be seen. I mean, there's just so many things, but I am also not always the best at showing grace and mercy and Girl, graciousness in those me too. moments. Yep. Because I tend to want to go to selfish, you know, me, me, me. I'm doing all of this. I need yeah. you to do this. And not seeing all the things that he's actually taking care of and what he's got on his plate. Too. Yeah. And so just trying to communicate how I'm feeling and him being able to communicate how he's feeling. I would say that is the hardest part, has been the hardest part that I was not expecting. Yeah. Yeah. As hard. Um, yes. And the thing that I expected to be the hardest was my daughter going to seventh grade and this summer her not having any friends or not knowing a soul. I expected that to be the hardest and it's actually been one of the least hardest. Wow. So that's what I'm saying. You cannot prepare like for change. Like as much as you want to and as much as you, you, it, you have to be liquid. You have to be yeah. able to 
just roll and God has, you just have to let go and let God. I mean, that's all I can say is that's what you have to do. Yeah. Just let go. I agree. I think that's absolutely true. Um, so what, so having said that, what have you learned about God through this? What has God shown you? Have you learned anything new about him or, or have you depended on him in a way that maybe is a new, cause you've been through a lot of change and you've been through a lot of different life events and circumstances, but this is one of the main ones that are, is newer. And with every new event and every new experience, we learn something new about God and how to depend on him in a new way. Um, so what has that been for you? Um, I think that, I don't know, I mean, that's a, it's a hard one because I think that I have learned, the main thing I have learned is that he's not going anywhere. Mm. Um, you know, like that he, sometimes I get stubborn and I don't, I can't even pray or I can't even yes. think about that right now because I literally have to do this, I have to do this and I have to do this and I don't have time to think about that. Yeah. And you know, like I, my mind goes yeah. and I just... Like, and then I have to sometimes slow down and think, okay, have I prayed today? Like, have I thanked God for blessing me with this opportunity with these children? You know, like, yeah. I tend to. And every time I go back, he's always there. Mm. Like, he's not. And you know what I mean? I think I've he's learned. He's so that, faithful. That, yeah, that he is so faithful to me, that he loves me. And like you said, I've also learned that, which you kind of mentioned it earlier. But one of the things I also have learned is that. I said it a lot during our adoption, my husband and I did, but we had to continue to tell ourselves constantly during our adoption process was that, you know, God has plans for our, he had plans for our landed. He loved him more than we did. No matter what, how much we could imagine loving him, we knew God loved him more and that whatever his plan was for him was going to be exactly what it was supposed to be. You know, like it was hard for us. And I think that I felt that and I've had to remind myself of how, I guess his goodness and his love mm, for my children. Yeah. Like just his love for my children, how much he loves them way more than I can even imagine. You know, yes. like, and he loves his children. He loves his children, which is me and my husband as well, you know, and, and that's and, a whole nother level of trust yeah. that I think when we can, when we can rest in in that as parents and take that off our list of things that we're fretting about, because a change brings that fretting, that that worrying about the unknowns. You know, that's just human nature. And when we can take that that off of our plate by His evidence, I mean, that's why we're sharing stories is the so that you can tell people, hey, I watched this happen to, for my daughter. Like He really is faithful for our kids. Doesn't that make it just a little bit easier to trust him in some of the other areas as well. well yeah, and I think that's what I think. I, and what I was going to say next was, and I've also learned, and this is a hard one for me, is I've learned to kind of let some of the control go. Oh yeah, almost because I don't even have time to control it. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Such a busy season of life for us. Yeah, and I think that God has taught me, even through the busyness, that it's okay, Stephanie. You don't have to do it. You don't have to control it all because I got I got you. I got the kids. I got your husband. I've got y'all. You know, like, let go. Like I said, mm. let go of my God. Like, I, like, I have let go of so many things. But yeah. not in a bad way. I no, have, like, yeah. turned over more control to him than I probably ever have in any other season of life. Yes, yes. Um, because I'm, I think it's because I trust him so much more knowing that he has been so faithful in exactly where we're supposed to be. And I feel so grounded and this is exactly where he put us. And he's shown me so much of this is, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is where we're supposed to be right now. 
at the second. And so in trusting that I've seen that, it makes me realize that he has a plan for us. I don't know what it is. It could be, you know, not that he has a bad plan for us. That's not what I'm saying. It's peace. I don't know what that entails. It could yep. be a lot of hardships. It could be a lot of, you know, a lot of grace. I mean, a lot of um, uh, blessings. I mean, I don't know, but I know that there are blessings everywhere we look, even in the hard. Absolutely. And so I have seen in this hard, busy season, I've seen so many blessings. Um, and it's given me almost like an ease of anxiety. I'm I love like, oh that. God, you, you got this. I don't have to control this situation anymore. And it's almost like a weight is lifted off. But yeah. almost like I literally have put, taken it off of me and put it onto him, which is exactly what he wants. That's right. Do. That's right. Um, and so I ha- I'm not saying I'm perfect at it. And some of it has been because I didn't have time to control it. You know, yeah. not everything has been by voluntary. Some, <laughs> some of it's been involuntary. You know, we talk about voluntary and involuntary. Yep. Some of my control has been involuntary. But I do think that I have seen myself volunteer, voluntarily give over to control to God in areas that I never have before. How are you taking care of yourself right now? This is my question I ask you probably weekly. Um, This is is my favorite question (laughs) to ask Miss Stephanie Cole because she's a seven on the Enneagram and they are awful at self-care except for just all the fun things. And sometimes that just doesn't, that doesn't, right, exactly. It doesn't (laughs) automatically amount to actual care for yourself. So, so what are you, what are you, let me ask you this. What are you learning about how to take care of yourself? Even if you don't always do it perfectly, what are you learning about it? I'm learning that I need to ask for help. Amen, Even sister. this weekend, my, my in-laws were in and my dad was in. And on Friday, we had a big event. And that morning, I needed to be somewhere at 9, but the kids needed to be with me by 11. There was no way I was going to be able to get to the kids, get them to me, do what I needed to do. And so I looked at my dad and was like, hey, I'm going to need to get the car seats. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need to watch my kids this morning. And I'm going to need to bring them to me at 11. And he's like, okay, yeah, you can do that. You know, like, and I'm you didn't even feel bad, did you? Found, no, I found a way <laughs> to literally stress myself out to make sure that yeah, I didn't ask anyone. That's right. And my mother-in-law this weekend, we got up Saturday morning. I cooked homemade pancakes for everybody. And in the back of my head, I'm not lying to y'all, I was not serving joyfully. It was more of a, I felt like it needed to be a task that needed to right. be checked off. Right, yeah. And so she looked at me and she was like, look, I know you don't really always ask for my help. But I'm going to go make all the beds. Aww. And I looked at her and I was like, oh, but the boys' beds mattresses are kind of dirty. Like, I get embarrassed. Like, yeah. And usually that would make me say no. And I said, you know what? That sounds great. Good for that sounds you. Great. I was like, you know, I don't ask for help, but I, I, that'd be great. That's something I don't have to do later. You know, I had washed over Love it. And they were laying there. And so yes. I need to ask for help. I'm really bad at asking for help from my husband. Oh, really. honey. Because he has so much on his plate already. Yes. You know, that I feel like if I put something else on him, I am burdening him. Yeah. Or oh, him. yeah. Yeah. You know, especially when it has to do with just me. Yeah. Not just for me, sure. Just me. Like, I need you to do this for me. Yes. I feel like, Stephanie, you can take care of yourself. You're an adult. Like, you got this. Yeah. Don't ask him to do that. Yeah. Um, but even though I hadn't gotten good at it yet, I'm learning that I need, I need to open my mouth and I need to ask for help. And Do you I'm also know? Need to open my mouth and tell people when I need it. Amen. Listen, that is the perfect note for us to end on because there are a lot of people out there, a lot of mamas who are struggling right now with this major change, whatever it may be. If it's your your empty nesting or you're starting at the beginning, um, we all need help. We all need to pay more attention to when we need to say, "Hey, I'm not." 
I'm not doing this all great. I need help. I need, that's why we're meant to be in community um, with each other. So Steph, I love all these words. I love your journey. And I'm so excited to stop back in with you. We're going to keep updating. We're going to keep talking about your experiences and we're going to keep journeying with you because there is so much that we can glean from what you're going through and that you can share with other people. So thank you. Thank you for coming on and talking about this major, major change that you're experiencing right now. Well, thank you for having me. And I just hope that, you know, somebody listening hears it's okay. It's a season. God's there. He's in control and he loves our kids and us way more than we do. You know Amen. I, mean? I think that's the message of the day along yeah, with asking right. for help. hundred yes. um, yes. percent. We can trust him, right? Yeah. We can trust him. him. Like you said earlier, he's yeah. constant. He's yeah. not going anywhere. That's so. right. Thanks All right, my that. friend, I love you. And no for you guys who are listening, thank you for listening. And you can follow Stephanie on social media and learn more about her journey at life with the coals on Instagram. So y'all please encourage one another daily as long as it is called today. That's how we're going to survive this world and come back and join us next week for more on the journey with Carissa and friends.